23. Mrs. Vernon to Lady de Courcy. Churchill. Let me congratulate you, my dearest mother. The affair which has given us so much anxiety is drawing to a happy conclusion. Our prospect is most delightful, and since matters have now taken so favourable a turn, I am quite sorry that I ever imparted my apprehensions to you, for the pleasure of learning that the danger is over is perhaps dearly purchased by all that you have previously suffered. I am so much agitated by delight that I can scarcely hold a pen, but I am determined to send you a few short lines by James, that you may have some explanation of what must so greatly astonish you, as that Reginald should be returning to Parklands. I was sitting about half an hour ago with Sir James in the breakfast-parlour, when my brother called me out of the room. I instantly saw that something was the matter. His complexion was raised, and he spoke with great emotion. You know his eager manner, my dear mother, when his mind is interested. Catherine, said he, I am going home to-day. I am sorry to leave you, but I must go. It is a great while since I have seen my father and mother. I am going to send James forward with my hunters immediately. If you have any letter, therefore, he can take it. I shall not be at home myself till Wednesday or Thursday, as I shall go through London, where I have business. But before I leave you— he continued, speaking in a lower tone, and with still greater energy. I must warn you of one thing. Do not let Frederica Vernon be made unhappy by that Martin. He wants to marry her. Her mother promotes the match, but she cannot endure the idea of it. Be assured that I speak from the fullest conviction of truth of what I say. I know that Frederica is made wretched by Sir James's continuing here. She is a sweet girl, and deserves a better fate— Send him away immediately. He is only a fool. But what her mother can mean, heaven only knows. Good-bye, he added, shaking my hand with earnestness. I do not know when you will see me again. But remember what I tell you of Frederica. You must make it your business to see justice done her. She is an amiable girl, and has a very superior mind to what we have given her credit for. He then left me, and ran upstairs. I would not try to stop him, for I know what his feelings must be. The nature of mine, as I listened to him, I need not attempt to describe. For a minute or two I remained in the same spot, overpowered by wonder of a most agreeable sort indeed, yet it required some consideration to be tranquilly happy. In about ten minutes after my return to the parlour, Lady Susan entered the room. I concluded, of course, that she and Reginald had been quarrelling, and looked with anxious curiosity for a confirmation of my belief in her face. Mistress of deceit, however, she appeared perfectly unconcerned, and after chatting on indifferent subjects for a short time, she said to me, "'I find from Wilson that we are going to lose Mr. de Courcy. Is it true that he leaves Churchill this morning?' I replied that it was. "'He told us nothing of all this last night,' said she, laughing, or even this morning at breakfast, but perhaps he did not know it himself. Young men are often hasty in their resolutions, and not more sudden in forming than unsteady in keeping them. I should not be surprised if he were to change his mind at last, and not go. She soon afterwards left the room. I trust, however, my dear mother, that we have no reason to fear an alteration of his present plan. Things have gone too far. They must have quarrelled, and about Frederica, too. Her calmness astonishes me. What delight will be yours in seeing him again, in seeing him still worthy your esteem, still capable of forming your happiness! 
When I next write, I shall be able to tell you that Sir James is gone, Lady Susan vanquished, and Frederica at peace. We have much to do, but it shall be done. I am all impatience to hear how this astonishing change was effected. I finish as I began, with the warmest congratulations. Yours ever, etc. Cath Vernon.